0: Welcome to Steady Lads, where we explore all things crypto, finance, and more. I'm your host, Jesse Eccle, and today on the podcast, we have Professor Keith. Keith is a TA maximalist who believes that the only important thing to pay attention to when investing is the data. And being a TA skeptic myself, this episode was actually really, really good. I didn't know anything about Keith going into this episode, but by the end, I was a believer that this guy really knows his stuff well. He also is someone who practices what he preaches and was able to succeed successfully sell all of his crypto at around $63,000 a Bitcoin and didn't buy back until January, 2023. So he must be doing something right. In this episode, he talks about how he operates as an investor, what sort of data he likes to pay attention to, as well as he shares where he thinks we're currently at in the market cycle. When he believes the next bull run will start and exactly how high he thinks the price of Bitcoin will go the next bull run, as well as a ton more awesome awesome and useful information. But before we get to that, let's talk about some of these amazing sponsors who make this episode possible. Perpetual Protocol is the largest on-chain perpetual trading exchange on Optimism with up to 10x leverage. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, Perp offers a simple and intuitive UX with 18 different crypto markets, including Bitcoin, ETH, and Doge to trade with your non-custodial wallet, making Perp a great place for all to explore the world of DeFi. Perp also offers vault products for all levels of users, allowing you to earn high returns with extremely low risk. Perp simplifies on-chain arbitrage strategy into a vault and automates profit back to all depositors. It's delta neutral, transparent, and fully on-chain. Alpha is no longer exclusive to just those who can build bots, but is now accessible to everyone. Turn up the heat on your crypto game with Perpetual Protocol. Go to perp.com today to start trading and earning crypto. We have Professor Keith, who's a professional trader, TA expert, as well as analyst on the podcast today, talking about TA, or technical analysis, and crypto. This T A matter? How does it work and how effective is it really? How's it going, Keith? Good, how are you? I am doing good. It's a good morning. I got my coffee that's not really coffee. Um, I'm actually doing like a 30 day no caffeine, um, just trying it out. Ruthless. It, 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 it is ruthless. So we. it's a decaf coffee. So it kind of like helps me get through the, the mm, 30 days.
1: So it's fake coffee.
0: Yeah, it's fake coffee, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> Um, well, I guess just to get started, can you give a little info on your background and how you first got interested in technical analysis?
1: Uh, yeah. So um, I'm Keith. I'm from South Carolina. I'm actually from North Carolina, but I've always lived right near the South Carolina, North Carolina border right here near Charlotte, the Panthers hat. Um, I, I did commercial HVAC, residential HVAC work for almost 20 years. That's how uh, I made it from... A teenager to where i am now but after 2008 i lost everything in 2008 i was completely homeless we had nothing uh, at the time i was married um we lost everything i was one of the people that were uh, i don't know what the right word to put for it is that got me on the mortgage stuff that was the first house i'd ever owned um they just kind of got me and i bought I, I bid on the stupid mortgage rates and my house payment but for, for If you don't know, I don't know where you're located, but I'm in South Carolina, so everything's a little cheaper here, but we also make less money. So a $600 house payment doesn't sound like a lot, but when you make 35000 a year, $600 is a lot of money. Well, my, my house payment went from $600 to $1,700 in one month, and obviously we wow. couldn't pay that, right? So you lo- I lost a house. Um, so I got a cheap rental house. Not only at that time did I lose my house, but I lost my 401k. All of it was... I've never seen a 401k go negative but my 401k was negative I'm like how does it even happen who did this who did this and how did you ruin it how did you screw up this bad you took it all it's all gone um, I remember that and thinking how how can I fix this what can I do and at the time there was a movie uh, the pursuit of happiness with Will Smith before he was slapping people yeah there was a really good movie that come out and he talked about this kind of stuff and it was based on a true story I thought, well, there's got to be something better than this. And I thought, I want to invest money. I want to figure out how to do this so I don't get my money taken again. I'm sick of this. Who who, who are you to lose my money and claim to be an expert? I trusted you because everyone told me to. Um, so that day, um, we moved into a small little rental house. It was 750 square feet. Um, and that was, that was hard. Uh, it wasn't because of the size. It was just because of... Uh, from an emotional and, I guess, like, uh, machismo standpoint, it just nuked you. You know what I mean? Took my house and put me in this little bitty cube with nothing. And uh, it took a while to dig out of that hole, but I took $25 because that's about all I had. I wasn't allowed to invest my money because at the time, like, Robin Hood and Webull and all this, it didn't exist. There wasn't around yet. So you couldn't put money into the market and do anything like that unless you had enough. You had to have $10,000 in order to get started well you just nuked most of the country because most of the country doesn't have ten thousand dollars laying around to do this so i wasn't allowed my money wasn't good enough and that made me angry and uh i thought how can i fix that well i had a friend who i worked with at the time whose wife worked for an investment firm so i gave her my 25 dollars, and she was gracious enough to say i'll do it for you i'll just put yours to the side and whatever you make i'll give back to you at the end right and you can pay the penalty but it'll be yours and I said well cool alright so I managed to get that from like 25 bucks that was 2008 right uh, from 25 bucks and I got out the all up to $800 which sounds incredible and it was honestly but we bought the bottom at the time I didn't know that um that lasted a while and I left it there thinking it would be good again 2015 came around life got wild again um I managed to dig out of that hole but then the hole came back I didn't have a whole bunch, got divorced, and when I got divorced, I had nothing. I was completely homeless again. I was living in my cousin's junk room. Um, He was nice enough to let me go there. I had an air mattress, a bag of clothes, and a couple dollars, like 31 bucks in my bank account, I think. Um, I had heard about crypto before that, but I had never really bit on doing anything with it. I had already started tinkering around with charts, trying to learn, but I didn't understand. I decided that I was going to get into crypto. When I sold off everything I had, some guns, I had some stuff that I could sell. I sold a lot of stuff, and I managed to get about three, three thousand to four thousand dollars. I forget the exact amount. That was what got me in the door to invest my own money. I put it into crypto. I got it to about six thousand. The first thing I ever bought was XRP because that's what everyone said was so amazing, and that I would be rich. Hey, <laughs> guess what? Didn't happen. Right. Um, I bought in 20,000 and about 2018 at 28 cents in September. That's when I bought XRP and the price of XRP right now is 37 cents. Had I just held, I would have a couple dollars more than I started with. That taught me back then. I learned my lesson the hard way, but um, I came from the land of just hold and learned that I was never going to make the money that I thought I was going to make by doing that. I'm not, I'm not Warren Buffett. I don't have $10 million or $100 million to just hold on, Um, but we can kind of get into that more. But that's kind of where I came from. I've been doing charts since 2018 hardcore, and when I say hardcore, I mean at least four hours a day while I was at my regular job, plus any other time I had. So a lot of times it would be four hours or more a day, and then I'm talking all day long while I'm at work. I'm working and I'm looking at my phone, checking a chart, checking a chart all the time. Um, Got better and better at it got to the point where the influencer I was following uh, Got mad that I would share a chart and it would be right and his wouldn't be Or what he was saying would be wrong and eventually I got told to leave And I thought what do you mean? I'm trying to help Then I kind of learned then that they didn't really want my help Um, I got told and I'll never forget this. There's one captain. I'm the captain not you and in a football game Keith There's one quarterback. I'm the quarterback not you so you need to stop. And I was like, what does that help anybody? Like you're just doing this to big dog me. You know what I mean? And I decided yeah. that day I wouldn't do that. I decided I would move on. We'd try something different. A couple people respected what I was doing. So they stuck around and they're still here today. Right. So I still talk to these guys. Now they're my admins. So we we started with seven people and we're here. We got fourteen thousand something on Twitter, almost ten thousand on YouTube. It's crazy, man. Um i never thought i would get to here it blows my mind every single time i think about it um i do live streams and the thing i say when i stop a live stream is i quote notorious big right he says you could have been anywhere in the world but you chose to be here with me and i appreciate that and i I, it blows my mind every time i click on discord and see there's five thousand people in there i'm like wait wait what That's where it came from. That's how I got here, shorthand, kinda.
0: Wow, that is an amazing journey, (laughs) and that's that's crazy. Um, So during the 2008 uh, financial crisis, I was in high school, so I I didn't really experience any of that um, or or didn't really understand what was going on at the time. Um, I I just learned, like, I'd see the news and I'd see, you know, people lost their houses or... You know, it, w- it was a bad thing, but I never got to experience that firsthand. But right. I-, I have heard a lot of stories like yours where it's like people lost everything. Um, uh, they built yeah. these businesses and the, the, their house and, you know, their their job. And it is it is really sad to hear. But it's also amazing to hear how you went from that to where you are today. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Congratulations. I'm a testament.
1: Uh, Thank you. I'm a testament to people can do whatever they really try hard enough to do. But I mean, I'm, a, I'm not going to be a pro basketball player. I can't dunk. I can't do that, right? I'm never going to be a pro baseball player. I can't throw 95 miles an hour and I can't hit the ball 500 feet. But a non-physical activity like sitting here and learning how to invest money, I can do that. Anyone can do what I do.
0: Yeah. Can you give us a a really simple to understand explanation of what technical analysis is?
1: Yeah. So um, people think that technical analysis is price prediction. Stop right there. That is not what technical analysis is. TA is used to find the best Reward for the smallest amount of risk all right. It's risk management 101 I'm gonna buy something that is low and I'm gonna sell something that is high I'm gonna use technical analysis to find the dang near exact spot to do so with I may not buy the perfect spot and I may not sell the perfect spot, but I'm gonna get Drastically closer than everyone else That's the idea behind technical analysis
0: got it. Okay, and so as somebody uh, f- from my viewpoint, I don't, I don't use technical analysis. I am more of definitely more of the other camp of like, I'll buy something. Uh, well, I guess on a certain level, I do. Okay. So I'll look at, uh, I'll do research, right? I'll do d- deep, research and I'll say, Hey, this is in general a good time to buy this asset. And I feel like in general, uh, based on my research over the next couple of years, this asset will go up. Uh, but I think technical analysis, I, I guess maybe it would be that, but it's also a lot more active trading, right? Uh, would that be correct? <laughs>
1: Not necessarily. So I tell everyone five to 15 minutes a day and you can do what I do. And why do I say that? Well, you don't have to sit and spend five, six, eight, ten, twelve 10, 12 hours a day trading. That's stupid. Don't do that.
0: Got it. Okay. So you're, you're not buying and selling every day. Um, but it, it is more of a like a short-term trades, right? Or is it short-term, long-term trades or how does that work? Are, are you looking at like, hey, I'm making this trade for a month, I'm making this trade for a week, I'm making this trade for a year, two years, five years. H- how does that work?
1: So typically on a daily chart, you're gonna see, uh, most of the trades that I make are on a daily time frame. So you may see a trade last a week, you may see it last two years. Rarely does that happen, especially with crypto. Crypto is extremely cyclical. A lot of what you just said was, I'll go deep dive and do- I don't do any of that. I've found that to be a 100% complete waste of time. So many people lie. So many people don't tell you the truth or they lead you down a path that is swayed in one direction. The beautiful thing about a chart is there's no lies to be told. It's just data on a chart. You can't tell a lie on it. It's, it is what it is. You could and You could analyze it incorrectly, but it doesn't change. It stays what it is no matter what. So... I've learned that while, sure, Ripple may have the most amazing team and the best CEO, the chart has done nothing. There's no point in buying and selling this and holding this for 30 years if it's going to keep going sideways. I won't be in that. I'll buy it. I'll stay in it for a couple months, and I'll get out of it, it's especially when it tells me time to stop. Um, I think a lot of what you just said will work on regular commodities. The S&P 500, Bank of America, tesla google that kind of stuff but crypto is nowhere near that crypto is extremely cyclical we have a year and a half to a year and three quarters of up followed by two and a half to three years down over and over and over again um crypto's made that way on purpose and i don't think people have caught on to that yet so i'm trying my best to get that message out there
0: so i guess i have a couple questions from that um maybe the first one would be why do you think it's so cyclical In, in your opinion what it what is Creating this cycle. So
1: um, anything that has value is based on supply and demand. Doesn't matter what it is. If it's ink pens, uh, if there's not many ink pens, they're worth more. If I have a lot of ink pens, they're worth less. So uh, crypto is no different. And since we know Bitcoin is the number one crypto asset, it has the largest market cap, the biggest name, the most people know it. If you don't know anything, you know, if you don't know anything about crypto, you know Bitcoin and Ethereum. All right so Bitcoin has a halving cycle. We've learned how the halving cycle plays out I've done entire videos on just how the cycle would play out to within a couple weeks accuracy So if I know that bitcoin is going to have on April to May of 2024 and that the actual bull run will start around that time Well, then there's no reason to be buying for two years before that because the assets going to drop and drop and drop I'd be better just to wait to buy until we get to the bottom. There's no point in buying and buying and buying and buying, especially if it's going to lose value. I'll just wait for the right spot, buy it, wait for the entire bull market to run out, sell it and stop and do this all over again. And the the beautiful thing about Bitcoin is it's mathematical. And since it's mathematical, we can tell by the math on the chart what's going to happen and not need all the other nonsense. Um, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. We wasted so I wasted myself i wasted so much time back in the day on nonsense um it sucked to do that and i realized it after the fact i'm like i cannot do that again Re- repetition of failure breeds more failure Got it. i can't keep i can't keep doing that so
0: <clears throat> so would you consider like okay so when you're looking at bitcoin you're looking at the cycles you're looking at the bitcoin having <laughs> is is that to you is that technical analysis or is technical technical analysis just charting like you're looking at the chart you're drawing the lines you're like saying hey this is a this pattern, this is that pattern, or, or does technical analysis to you encompass all of, all of what you just said as well?
1: <clears throat> technical analysis is so much more than a chart. TA is in your bloodstream right now. The Fibonacci cycle is used to create the double helix in your DNA right now. There are 1.618 more guanine cells than there are adenine cells. ACTG is in your DNA. There are 1.618 more, which is literally the identical Fibonacci line that we take profits at. It's all mathematical. Um, If I can apply math to it, I'm going to do it. And it's basic math. It's not hardcore math. That's what makes it cool and makes everybody be able to do it. Um, If I look at a a chart with a cycle and I know this cycle is going to play out, well, absolutely, that's technical analysis. Now, someone would say, well, what about the fundamentals? What about the team? I 100% don't care. If I know the chart's going to go down, I'm not going to buy that. If I know the charts going to go up, well, I'm going to buy it until it gets to the top and then I'll sell it off. And people will say, well, gosh, why do you do that? That's awful. You're selling and you're dumping your bags. Well, first off, you never make anything if you don't ever sell. And number two, um, yeah, you got to sell to make money and you got to have money to live. So, uh, you know, you spend your money from your paycheck at your regular job. It's no different.
0: So 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 basically for you. TA or technical analysis is not only looking at the chart and saying, "Hey, here's where where we at the chart," but it's also looking at like the math, like with something like Bitcoin or even Ethereum or whatever. Looking at the math behind the cycles of like supply and demand, and those Mm -hmm. it kind of expands out to that. But what you're not looking at is like you're not looking at, "Hey, what is the team saying?" You're not looking at you know the marketing. You're not looking at the website. You're looking at like you're not looking at the white paper. You're looking at like what is uh, fundamentally uh, the, the chart say and then the cycle say
1: you got it um, It's pretty simple man, but I, I lessons learned over the years people lie charts Don't the team will tell you anything to get you to buy it Why because that's their job. They're selling a product It's no different than Brad garlic cows for X for ripple going out and say hey buy ripple Why because he's the CEO. He needs you to buy it. Why? what else would you think he'd be doing? He wants you to buy his product um, I don't need anyone to tell me to buy it. I can just use the chart. Everyone's always going to tell you to buy everything.
0: What about, what about? okay, so to kind of expand that further, so maybe you're not looking at the marketing, but you look at things like... Um, <clears throat> Like TVL, like the total value locked on a network or like things like uh, upcoming releases. So like uh, when we had the the ETH merge and, um, you know, how that changes the supply dynamic of ETH. So, you know, ETH was inflationary and now ETH is actually deflationary. Do you look at things like that as well?
1: That's technical analysis. Now, is a new release technical analysis? No, it is not. Um, Oh, we got a new coin coming out. I don't want to hear it just show me the show me the chart on the coin and I can tell you whether I'm going to buy it or sell it. Um, if you're asked, if you're saying, hey, look, we're going from proof of, proof of work to proof of stock, that's completely different. Now we're talking here, we're, we're talking about affecting supply and demand, which literally changes the price of anything. When you affect supply and demand, you change price. It's no different than gold or Bank of America stock. It doesn't matter. If I affect the supply, I affect the demand. I'm going to change the price.
0: Got it. Okay. So I definitely misunderstood. So I would, I've, I'm definitely one of those people that think, oh, technical analysis, that's just drawn on charts and like looking at the chart and saying, Hey, this is a mm-hmm. bull pattern or this is a, you know, uh, head and shoulders or whatever. Um, but I mean, I-, I agree with you that like, um, you know, that that's something that I look at. I look at the, the changes in supply and demand. I look at um, things like the profit, profitability of, you know, like this platform, like users are actually using uh, GMX. GMX actually makes money. That money actually gets passed on to the people staking. Uh, you know, how is uh, what is the emissions of a certain token versus uh, the burn of a certain token? Different things like that. Would right. you, would you wrap in things like that, like emissions, burns? So
1: the dynamics of what you just said is noting a scam versus a non scam. All right, that's basically what you just went through. I just realized that this is not a scam. Okay, cool. So we can put money into that. We can figure out where to buy it and where to sell it and now we know it's worth bothering with. Real quick, GMX's website is not a 599 Squarespace website. That's the first marker that you should look at whenever because I wanted to get into this. Whenever you whenever you decide on whether this is a good idea to get into. Should I bother with this? Is this a scammer? How much did it cost to make the website? And I know this doesn't sound nice, but if the website cost 599 or99 to make and they have a hundred million dollars, does that sound legit to you, right? Who would have a hundred million dollar business with a five dollar website? That, that's a marker then. We can check IP addresses. We can see where they're pinging from. We can check and see where they bought their domain name. We can check and see what web servers they're hosting off of. And all this stuff ties in. And you say, hey, man, look, they got their own servers. They've got a really nice website. They've got a very smooth, streamlined operation. This is more legit than others. And it, it weeds out a lot of the stupidity that way. Um, that helped us big time in 2021 not to get into a bunch of scams because we knew hey man, look at this. This is literally a copy and pasted website. What are you doing? Or they would put something in their description on Twitter of inspired by XXX. Okay, look, screaming at me. No, thank you. Um, when's the last time you heard Walmart advertise for Kmart or Target advertise for Walmart? They don't do that. You don't say that Target never says I was inspired by Walmart. That's not what happens. They don't do that. So When you start to add in these factors, you're able to kind of weed out some of the nonsense and not get involved in it. But um, the first thing you said there was, I'm definitely a guy who thinks T.A. is just drawing the lines and stuff. Um, When it comes down to the money, people who do technical analysis will exponentially make more money than people who hold because of those basic things that we do. It doesn't have to go to the extreme like most people think it does. I think that's a misnomer about ta people think oh god this thing's got i gotta draw this line and this it's all a bit of voodoo no not really it's actually much much simpler than that i have full-on free online courses for people to use to kind of see that it's not as it's not as complicated as we think i've taken people who knew nothing and turned them into people who trade for a living now um anybody can do that
0: so it sounds a lot like uh, essentially what you do is, is you'll take anything, like even the the website, different things like that, and you try to turn it into a data point. And then you use that data Absolutely. with your technical analysis to say, okay, um, you know, maybe you're not looking at the website to say, hey, hey, buy this, but you'll definitely look at the website to say, hey, don't buy this, because um, Absolutely. this is a data point that says that this is more likely to be a scam. And so my risk management formula says, hey, this is something I want to avoid. And I really like that. Absolutely. Um, it, And so what I was trying to say earlier when I said I'm not a big believer in technical analysis was because I was, uh, you know, like kind of like you said, like the the way that people draw on charts, it is kind of like, oh, look at, you know, look at this magic pattern in the stars, you know, price is going to go up versus what you're saying is you're like, hey, I just want to see the data. I want to see the math and if the math points mm-hmm. in a certain direction then i will invest because i feel like that's less risky and if the math points in it. a certain other direction you just said
1: it 101 that was the perfect description
0: <laughs> then then i won't invest because you know uh th- that that shows that uh it's it's more risky so i i really like that and i, I think that is a um a definitely a, a healthy approach as far as like crypto especially because so many people are almost um i, I was talking to somebody else in, in, on another podcast and and it was like the way that our crypt- crypto tribes are, it's almost like a, a religion or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a Cardano holder, and it's like, they, they don't care what's Probably. happening, uh, or I'm an XRP holder, they, they don't, or even Bitcoin. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much every every coin has some sort of, like, religion-type uh, thing built mm-hmm. around it. And you're saying, hey, I don't care about any of that. What I care about is, like, what are the raw numbers, say? And, and that's the, the direction I'm going to go.
1: Every business known to man only cares about the raw numbers in the end. Every single business known to man, how much money did we make? How much more money can we make? How much did we lose? If we continue down this path, will we be successful? If we change, will that make a huge difference? And it's all about the bottom dollar. To think that crypto is not is a farce. You have to know that when you don't take profits, I'm going to take profits, and I'm probably going to take your profits. And I don't want it to be that way. I want us to take profits together. Cause if you don't I'm gonna burn you and I don't want it to be that way I've used that as a as a hardcore kind of a jerk thing to say but also a true thing to say because it's no different than life like I, I had a chance to tell you a story one of my former cousins who through marriage is no longer there but they got a civil engineering degree from North Carolina State very cool and I learned that traffic lights are based on technical analysis I didn't understand that at first, but essentially they take data points, how many cars come through, how often, how fast are they going, how many cars line up in the other direction. The pressure points on the street that turn the light on are based on how much time is spent with cars going by. There's a humongous amount of raw data points that determine how long that stoplight stays on. I thought it was just time. And that's not the case. It's a it's a constantly changing algorithm that adapts itself. And they can just move a couple little knobs and change it here and there when they want to. But they use technical analysis to make streetlights work. Oh man. All right. I'm doing this wrong. I've got to change what I'm doing, because if I don't, I'm going to continue to get smoked here. How do I fix that? And once I stopped all that other stuff, um, it helped. It, it, you said something really important there about the tribes. That's got to stop. It has to stop um, I learned a, here's a story for you back in 2012 2013 I had a friend uh, ask me to go play golf with him uh, and I'm not even a big golfer I just went to drink beer and have fun I'm from the south we drink beer everybody I went to drink beer and have fun so he's on his phone the whole time he's on, and I'm like stop dude we're here to play golf and he's like look Keith you don't get it I can't do that right now I'm like, oh, whatever. So, like the seventh or eighth, eighth hole in, we're almost back to the country club for the first nine. And he finally says, whew. He says, done. I'm like, what? It? He's like, you don't get it, man. I had to get that deal done. I'm like, well, what's the, he's, that had to get done. That was a multi million dollar deal. And I thought, what is it? He says, well, I was on the phone with another brokerage. I'm thinking about it Saturday. He said, Keith, you don't really think business stops on Friday, do you? And I thought, what do you mean? He says, Saturdays and Sundays are when the big deals are made on the golf course at the strip club. I was like, bull crap. Well, then come back Monday, the announcement was made that his company merged with another company, and the stock went up 45%, but he did that on a Saturday. That deal was done on a Saturday, and it was done through two separate brokers and two separate boards. They had to work together to do that. And I learned that day that the tribalism of, oh, no, I'm buying Wells Fargo. Oh, no, no. I'm a Bank of America guy. Stop. You're so wrong here. You should all be working together. Everyone should be on a team trying to make more money. You shouldn't be fighting each other. You should all be working together because after that, like 2020, 2021, I got back in touch with him again. And I was doing crypto at this point. And I said, hey, man, uh, you know, hey, look, look, check these charts out. They're doing well. And I think this would be a good idea to, to look into. Didn't want to tell him to buy. But he said, well, I'm a Bitcoin guy. I said, well, that's cool, but it's not going to make as much money as Cardano, like you just mentioned, that did well over a thousand percent. You know, I said, it's not going to do well. Well, I don't care. I'm a Bitcoin guy. He's like, Cardano people are stupid. And I said, well, I honestly think most XRP people are that way, but it doesn't matter if it makes money. Let's get into it. And he couldn't hear me on that. He put up that brick wall. Didn't matter. I don't care. You can't be that way. Those, those big investors laugh at us for that. He laughed at me when I told him about Cardano. He laughed at me when I told him about Litecoin and XMR and Algorand. He laughed at me. And they did exponentially better than what he bought. Now, after the fact, I talked to him about it more, and he's like, yeah, well, I should have listened. Well, that's great that you know you should have listened, but are you going to next time? And I'm going to tell you, no, he hasn't because I, he won't answer my texts. So he's right back in that same spot. We gotta be more team-oriented here and stop fighting each other. It's gotta stop.
0: So would you say you're primarily in the crypto space? Like you're, you're in the space to make money, period. Like that's, that's your goal. Absolutely. Yeah, just investing, um, you're not, would you say any, on any level, are you passionate about like, what's being built or the technology? Or for you it's just like, hey, this is just a place for, I'm an investor first, and this is a place for me to just build wealth. Which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: The idea of crypto is awesome. I'm also smart enough to know that there's never going to be a government agency that says, yes, definitely, let's full on 100% go into this. They're always going to build it for themselves. They will build their own CBDC for themselves that looks just like something else, and they'll make you buy that with your crypto. Does that mean crypto doesn't have a place? No, it doesn't mean that at all. Crypto does have a place. The idea behind Bitcoin is exactly what's happening with these banks right now. Screw you guys. We don't want your money. You're liars like I just said earlier I don't trust the people screw you guys I don't want anything to do with you how about this it's internet gold it's mine just like gold is and there's a there's a finite supply just like there is gold and once you mine so much of it the value increases because it's harder to get just like gold it's not easy to go dig gold out of the ground if anybody's ever tried it before I've done it myself it's not easy so no different than Bitcoin the more you try to mine it the harder it is to get it's perfect what are you doing so I there's, there's, there's room in the crypto space for a lot of different things, and I think it'll be around, and I'm, I'm appreciative of it. But number one, the goal of investing is to make money. The goal of investing is not to make friends or buy your favorites. It is to make money. And if you think these big businesses are not in it to make money, you're thinking wrong.
0: Got it. Is there anything different about TA with crypto uh, versus stocks, or is it about the same?
1: It's, it's similar, but there are differences for sure, like the fact that Bitcoin has a cycle. We know this cycle is about 600 days from peak to bottom, from peak to bottom, from over and over and over again, 600 days. Uh, I said that wrong. It's not. It's probably peak to peak. I'd have to look at the chart again. It's all charts. It's all charts. Um, we're able to have time-based decisions. I was able to take profits in the beginning of 2022 and sit on the sidelines the entire time. And I told everyone I would do that. And then I did it. We sold Bitcoin at $64,000. Wow. And we sold everything at $64,000. I sold it all and sat in stable coins the entire 2022. I didn't start buying until 2023 in January. Why did I do that? Because we knew it was going to That's go amazing. Down we stopped ourselves and said it's time to. Write. i mean it's all documented on youtube by the way i didn't take any of it off it's all there live streams one by one after the other after well, the other right? can, can, can all I, the way back can to I pause there? 2019, what made you so. sell
0: what made you sell it uh, sure. in the 60,000 bitcoin what what like
1: because we knew it was time yeah, to chart. Well, what told
0: did us. the chart tell you like specifically like what did you see that you're like oh this is time to sell
1: Sweet, so two things number one the cycle time frame ran out all right? it it ran out of time in its cycle it that same amount of time that it usually goes, it went over that just a little bit. Like like I said, it's all like within a couple of weeks, give me within a couple weeks and I'm pretty close and I can do just about anything. So the perfect top was what, like 68500 or something like that? So I didn't get the perfect top. 64000 was close. Um, we knew that that was a 1.618 Fibonacci take profit line. We we're able to see that and that was on a big monthly chart. And those high time frames tend to run the show. We knew that if it got up that high and it didn't break another certain level, it's done for a stop. And it didn't break it. It started to roll back after that. We knew the time was running out. We knew the chart had gotten extremely high. All of our indicators were pegged up on the top. Okay, we sell the top. We don't buy the top. We sell it. Then the beautiful thing is people, especially retail, always finish last. Always finish last. You saw this massive influx of, hey, man. Super Bowl's on. Buy crypto. Buy crypto. All right, sale. It's time to sell. We're done. Sale. Stop, 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 stop. Hard stop. I don't need Coinbase floating a QR code around for 30 seconds to tell me it's time to hit the pause button. All right? So once that happened, I said, all right, that's it. I I, I went on a live stream. I said, look, that was a cool commercial, but I'm done. It's time to stop.
0: What kept you from buying back in? That almost seems harder. Like, uh, you know, Bitcoin, yeah, you you sell the top. Then it goes down to $30,000. You know, what stopped you from being like, hey, $30,000 was the old floor um, at that time, right? Uh, It it, it struggles to break through. What stopped you from buying back in right then?
1: That's a great question. So I did a live stream called Don't Catch Falling Knives. So if you're on the countertop and you're making a sandwich and you drop a knife, what is your first reaction? Uh,
0: Not to catch it. Well, I guess guess you You jump
1: back, right? You try to get your feet out of the way so the knife doesn't hit your feet. Then once the knife hits the floor, do you immediately grab it or do you wait on it to stop spinning and stop bouncing? Stop
0: spinning, stop bouncing, yeah.
1: Exactly. So not only do we wait for that knife to hit the floor, but we wait for it to sit still first before we grab it. So if it goes from 60,000 to 30,000 and it looks like it's still spinning, I'm not grabbing it yet. That was all the big downtrend. We were able to do what we said about We can identify a trend very simply. We can draw a trend line very simply. It's hit the floor. No, not really. It's still bouncing and spinning. Probably should wait now. It's probably not done. And then more down, more down. And we knew it was going to take at least a year based on timelines. Uh, It's done this three other times. We knew it was going to be at least a year or if not more. Uh, But it ended up being right at almost exactly. Okay,
0: so you nailed almost perfectly the top. I mean, like that wasn't exactly perfect, but that's, better than 99 percent of Pretty everyone close. else and then you and then you did something else amazing Course. which is you held uh you held those stables throughout the whole of the essentially bear market. i mean the whole of mm-hmm. 2022 which was just a disastrous year i mean like anyone sitting on the sidelines during that mm-hmm. period was very very happy when in your opinion then is uh, you said you got back in a little bit or, or some in January, 2023. Are, are you back in like, Hey, you're getting ready mm-hmm. for the bull run or, or where are you sitting at right now?
1: Definitely not time for a bull run yet. That won't happen until the beginning of 2024. So, uh, this is pre bull market. This is simply an upward retrace that we're in right now. I can tell you that by June, July, this move will be over. I want you to remember this right by June or July, this move will be over. Um, This happens before a havening every single cycle. The same thing we're in right now happens before we actually get to a havening the year before. And we're in the year before right now. So um, it honestly caught me a little off off kilter here that it moved as fast as it did at the beginning of the year. I didn't want to buy a brand new candle on the yearly like that. I wanted to wait a little bit. But, I mean, it instantly took off at the first of the year like it was meant to. And I was like, okay, I should have bought On the 4th or the 5th, I waited a little longer, and I missed the Bitcoin buy, and I missed Ethereum, so I bought all the other stuff instead. I had already put out a big list of coins that I was going to buy, because I do that in the Discord. I put out a huge list on YouTube. I put five videos out that I thought of coins that would perform well, and they are performing well now. Um, I went ahead and started buying those, right? So I bought them partially. Then we had a little bit of down. I bought a little bit more. Then I was able to get Bitcoin. I bought it at $20,010 on, what was the date? Uh, Friday the 10th, right? It's been a week. I bought it at $20,010. And I put out a video just the other day of why I bought. Here's the seven reasons why I bought it, right? So I'm fully in now. I think I have a little bit of stables. Always keep a little bit just in case something new comes along that I want to buy or um, as a safety. I want to have a little bit of safety net always. That's part of risk reward. Have a little bit of safety. Um this move will go up. I th- I like around 34,000, call it 345. Uh there'll be hiccups and bumps along the way. We're in a bullish megaphone pattern right now, which I don't particularly like all these candlestick patterns and stuff. Uh but it's pretty obvious what's going on with Bitcoin here. We're going to top out at yeah, roughly 30,000 at first, it'll bump its head. I like 345. I'm not a financial advisor. There's not financial advice, blah, blah, blah. I just do charts way too much, everybody. So <laughs> um, I, that's the levels I like. It could get as high as 38, but I doubt it. It's going to run out of time, I think.
0: And so you're saying this, this current move up is going to end in June, June, July-ish. Then what happens? It goes back down? or mm-hmm.
1: We'll retrace. There's mixed emotions about this one. All right. So in 2015, it didn't retrace as much. But in 2012, it did. And in 2019, it did. All right. We had these gnarly retraces 2014, 2015 didn't. All right. So I want it to be that because that move, that 2015 to 2017 move was the biggest move in crypto. It's never happened that large before. I want that to happen again. However, it doesn't matter what I want. So (laughs) while I might want that to happen, it probably won't. Um, Every other retrace has been about 61 to 68% from that summer high. And that summer high will come in around June or July, I think. And uh, from that summer high, I'll be able to measure back and see where I think the chart's going to get to. I'll sell it in the summer. I'm telling you now, I'll do that. I'll sell in the summer. And then when the summer starts to taper off and I see the Q four, Q3, Q4 kind of taper off, I'm going to look for a spot to rebuy. And I'm going to rebuy again, and I'll have... My plan was to have a hundred percent gains for this year. I'll have taken my eighty thousand and turned it into one sixty. I'm gonna take that one sixty and then rebuy everything all over again for the bull run. And then no matter what you throw at the wall will stick. It's a bull market. Throw everything at the wall. It doesn't matter. It's all gonna go up. Now you have to be careful not to buy a scam, right? But it's gonna go up at first even if you buy a scam.
0: So you're saying in your view, that early twenty twenty four, uh, uh, did you say a month that you're looking at or like just early? The first quarter of 2024 is when you're looking for the start of the bull market. So,
1: mixed data on this one, and I'll be within a few weeks. Q1 of 2024 won't necessarily be the start, but that should be the area around in there where we're going to buy. Because April or May is when halving happens, depending on the hash rate slowing up, speeding down a little bit. Right? There's some variables there. Uh, but when that halving comes in, then we're on. We may have a short little move down after the halvening, but no matter what, supply and demand is in effect. When you reduce supply, you increase demand. Very simple. The supply and demand is going to take off. We're going to see Bitcoin move first, then we'll see Ethereum, then we'll see alts follow. This is the cycle over and over and over again.
0: Obsidian Council is my private Patreon where I share my monthly research and joining gets you access to some pretty awesome perks, including the Obsidian Council community, which is a private Discord where we work together to try to grow our wealth, improve our strategies, and just in general, get better at this whole thing. Monthly research reports that dive deep into the crypto market, current trends, and projects that I'm looking at going into the next bull run. The Airdrop Guide, a monthly guide devoted to finding the best opportunities in the space. And members recently made anywhere from $700 to $8,000 from the Arbitrum Airdrop. And on top of those things, we have monthly live meetings, yearly in-person events, and more. There's a link in the show notes if you're interested in joining. What do you think about like, you know, yeah, Bitcoin has done that in the past. But we have, you know, this historic uh, mm-hmm. Fed rate raise and we have, you know, all these uh, new kind of things happening that have never happened before. What is your view on like, is, is that going to affect how this works or, you know, what's your view on that?
1: So um, the reason technical analysis works so well is most of it isn't people. Um, most everything you see is bots. And that's not me saying that or making that up. 80 plus percent and in crypto it's more toward 90 plus percent is bots buying and selling it's not people People if people are roughly about six percent of movement If I were to tell you would you go with the 90 percent or the six percent you would go with the 90 percent So I'm able to know that most of this stuff is based on ta and people aren't really going to move the needle that much now I'll ta- I'll say this When retail starts to roll in and more money is injected into the system, it's always going to be a good thing. All right. I'm I'm here for that. Don't get me wrong. Toward the end of the bull market, it got down in the 70s as far as how many bots were running everything. However, real quick, when the powers that be with the most money and the most equipment want to turn the charts around, they're going to do it. All right. And that's what happened. We got to the top. We knew. Hey. It's time to stop. The computer models are going to tell whoever has got the most money it's time to stop. And that guy paid good money for that computer computer model to tell him that. He's not going to ignore it. He's going to listen to what his data says to him. And hey, time to stop. Turn it off. Let's sell it all. Let's get prepared for the next one. Right? Um, I'm happy. I like the fact that retail has done what it's done. Fed rates. Great question. We already bought before all that happened. We bought, got ready, bought, and then all this stuff happened. Well, what'd you think was going to happen? You thought we were going to be after the news? No, we're always before the news. I say always, most of the time before the news. Um, we'll get a buy signal on chart and we'll buy. Three days later, some news comes out. Oh no, banks are failing. Well, it's a good thing we already bought, huh? Right? So like this happens every time. Um, you always lump the news in. And retail, a good saying for retail is, well, the news made it go. And a good person who's an investor will say, Show me the chart and I'll show you the news. All right, that's the opposite of what we do, as compared to what we So you're does. saying
0: that <clears throat> essentially, like uh, the chart leads the narratives; the narrative doesn't lead the chart. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Most of the time, there are rare occasions. Okay, there are rare occasions. Nothing's
0: perfect. Yeah, like the collapse of FTX. Would you say that was a, a moment where the narrative led the chart?
1: Good question, but no, we were already unstable, sitting waiting saw this coming a mile away. It couldn't it was fighting 20,000, couldn't get over it, banging its head. It'd peak over it for just a little bit, then it'd use all of its juice up and run out of momentum, then it would fall so back down again. And we were you're waiting. You're saying on that essentially
0: to obviously you didn't know FTX would collapse, but you did know that whatever right. bad piece of news that would come out would be the thing that would collapse it down.
1: Absolutely. We were already out waiting. 100% what you just said is accurate. When when Got the, it. When, the, when the when the when the trend is down, you're going to get bad news. When the trend is up, you're going to get good news.
0: Got it. And that good news or bad news the scale or severity of it could affect them uh, obviously ftx was really bad news and it affected the market maybe more so than you could have guessed but at the same time you were still sitting on the right correct. side of the line so it really didn't matter i mean that just benefited you it didn't hurt correct. you correct um oh, okay
1: it's like saying oh well sure you know it's like a war well, they're fighting over there it's none of my business i was already right. out of it right it's the same it's the same so concept.
0: okay this is this is kind of just more of a wild question but just based off of you know you seem to have done a good job calling the top last time does uh what you're looking at do you do you have a prediction what, what would be your prediction for the the next bull market what, what's yeah. the top in your in your mind
1: do you want to do you want me to share the chart and show you because i can show you the cycle yeah that yeah I as long as you as well. just
0: explain it out for the people that are that are listening
1: sure tell me yep. like i'm five right <laughs> somebody says to me explain to me like i'm five problem is i brought my son in here the other day and he's 12. And I said, "Can I give you an example of what I do for a living?" Blah blah blah. Right? He come in here and he traded, you know, paper traded. It wasn't real, but he did fairly well for a for a twelve year old. I'm like, okay, if a twelve year old can do this, surely adults can. So, um, all right, I'm going to pull up the Bitcoin cycle chart now. This is uh, the entire history of Bitcoin. So, uh, having we'll start our bull market sometime between post midway peak, the white line and the green line. Right. We'll we'll find our next bottom somewhere in this zone here between July and May. When you, when you say next bottom, you're talking t- about
0: um you know are, are you saying we're going back down Bitcoin fifteen thousand we're going back down ETH, um eight hundred are you saying it's like an up a bottom so, bigger than that?
1: Good. Good question. That's a tough part to know, right? I can never know exactly how far we're going back. I'm going to ride it back until I see a line break. and well, then I, know okay. it's time to I, I guess. So if I were to
0: out. do you think out, it's going to go lower than those numbers? But,
1: not necessarily, no. Got it. Not necessarily, no. So if we were to peek out this yellow line, I can look at this and say, hey, man, this thing's going to come up here and peek out and start to roll back. Where's the likely stopping point is roughly 20,000. We fought this fight right here at 20,000 for quite a while. Okay. It's probably going to slow back up at roughly 20,000 again. Anyway, if we peek out here, we're going to roll back. And the first spot for me and my thought process is it's going to stop around 20,000. There's other variables there that I could get deeper into, but... Again, it's not super necessary. If we sell at 35 and we buy at 20, we have saved a ton of percent. Roughly. What? How much is that? I'm, I'm terrible at math. 50 percent. Almost 50 percent. We yeah, saved almost. all the way back. All right. If we break the 20,000 level, there's nothing to stop us from going back down to 15,000, 14,000, 13,000. But we have to break that 20,000 barrier. Really ugly break. Not just a little break. A really ugly break for that to show out. All right. Then we'll be looking to buy. Now I'll use TA to find the almost perfect spot to buy. We'll mark it up. We'll buy it. And we'll ride it up to this entire bull market. It will slow down roughly this time next year and 2025. We'll have a slowdown period. Why? Because we have that slowdown period every time when the bull market is about halfway done. Historically, it slows down about halfway after halvening to the peak. See that? There's halvening. There's the peak. Halfway in between is the purple line. Same thing here. Here's the bull here's the halvening. Here's the peak. And halfway in, it slowed down. That halfway point is February of twenty-five. So roughly in there, we're going to get a slowdown period. Then we'll get our last move up to get our peak. It'll be time to sell out somewhere around this blue line. I'll have that timeline. Not only will I have that timeline, but I can use Fibonacci retracement other data points to show me how high it'll go. And I'll do that now. I'll use Bitstamp because Bitstamp has the second oldest. Bitcoin chart. Let's assume that we've already got our bottom. So I have my top here and I have my bottom. I can measure this and see a potential upper target. So if I grab this top and I pull down to this bottom, I can tell that we've broken that bear market. That dash line right there is our bear market line. We've broken it and now we're moving up. And this gives us upper level targets of 100,000, 133,000, and 183,000. Those are our upper level targets. 1.618, 1.414, 1.272. 1.618 1.414 1.272 take profit lines we take profit when we hit here and why I'll show you last cycle this is the full chart just like that I just pulled for you on the end over there I'm going to do right here 1272 1414 1618 1, it stopped directly where we thought it would right at 1618 that's why I sold at 64,000. This isn't perfect. I can tweak it a little bit more, and you'll you know why I did 64. It says 62,161 right here, but it's it's right at 65. Um, 63,000. We sold at 64. It got a little higher than that. And there was a time where I thought, hey, this thing may really blow off the top and go all the way up to 129. Never did it. It reversed really quickly after i said that and that gave me the stopping point where i said okay it's so, done so Time in your view uh, and um, for
0: anyone that's just listening and, and can't see the screen it, it's it's uh basically he's taking uh, some sort of measuring tool from the top of the the last cycle that we were just in <clears throat> to the current bottom and then it, it throws out these lines that kind of show um I, I guess based on uh you said fibonacci
1: yeah, based on seconds. that, you yep. know,
0: where where there's certain lines. And, and uh, you know, those lines line up perfectly. If you take it from the, the last cycle, it'll show you. It, it, one of the lines lines up perfectly at the top of this this current cycle we were just just experienced. And so this next cycle, um, he's showing the, those same kind of lines and where they're at. And they were at around 100,000, 130,000, 180,000. And so if you were to guess between mm-hmm. those three, you'd be like, you know, maybe 100,000, 130,000 would be your gut.
1: 150 150 that's what i would say that's a safer target and the reason i say safer target is number one at a hundred thousand it's going to slow down why psychological that's why it's a hundred thousand dollars a coin and that's going to cause a bit of an emotional reaction for people it will me we're human so that six percent or ten percent of the market at that point is going to go. Holy crap! It's a hundred thousand dollars. So I'm okay,
0: selling. here's a right? uh, another good note. I guess to go uh, on from that would be uh, what sort of strategies are you using as you're trading? Okay, so you're you're basically the way you, you you call it TA, but I think of it as kind of like data science. Um, if you've ever read the book Moneyball, it's like you, it. um, you know they had these uh, scouts that would go find you know the next NBA. Yeah, well, I know money the not. next NBA al- athletes and they would do it on gut instinct and basically because like this guy looked like uh, Steph Curry. So he's going to be the next Steph Curry. Uh, and then this guy came in and he's like, hey, I'm just going to use data science. I'm going to look at the data, the raw data, and that's how I'm going to pick the best athletes. And mm-hmm. he, he would. And he was like significantly better at it than, <clears throat> than all these legacy scouts. And so that sounds exactly like what you're doing. You're just like, I just want to see the data and I'm going to use that data to make my decisions. What sort of rules do you have for yourself? Like, say, um, say you have uh, Cardano, or you got like, a, you know, name your coin, like some new AI coin. You, you decide to jump into this next cycle; it triples in value, quadruples in value. Where are you? At what point are you taking profit? At what point are you taking your initial off the table? Um, are, are you waiting for a certain point to sell all of it? Or are you, are you taking? Are you de risking on the way up? That's
1: a great question. Um, if it's the bull market, I'll tend to stay in a little longer because I know. The tide is rising and all boats are going up with it. So you can leave it alone and stay in a bit longer. If it's not a bull market and it's sideways, which we call crabish, or if it's a bear market, I'm going to bail way quicker. Um, a great rule of thumb is to play with house money. If you put something in, $100, and you turn it into 200 take your $100 out and put it back in your pocket, you have house money now and you're fine. You're never going to lose a dollar at this point. Right, That's an important thing to do if you can. If you can get your original investment back ASAP, then you're going to be all right. This is the case with every coin, like you just mentioned, whether you're layer one or layer two, all the way up into the fake nodes and the Ponzi nodes. If you could get your money out first, you're all right. If you can't, you're SOL. Right, And that was a big lesson to be learned for everybody with all those fake nodes and stuff. Hey, man, you didn't get your money out ASAP. Guess what? You lost it right and everybody learned a real quick lesson about Ponzi schemes all right so it's very important to understand that if you can get your ASAP you get your original money back ASAP get your original money back in your pocket now you can't I can't lose here I don't I may not make as much as I want but I can't lose all right so i to make myself a winner and I'm not gonna become the guy who loses off the bat um you asked what are rules do I have for myself I have four very basic rules rule number one is no emotions there's none allowed When it comes to investments, these investments don't feel about you the way you feel about them. If you love it, they don't love you back. They only care about your money. That's all they care about. How much Cardano did you buy? Thank you for buying Cardano. You should buy some more Cardano. That's all they care about. Give me more money. All right. That's every business. That's what the point of business is, is to make money. So understand that you may love it, but they don't love you. They only love your wallet so no emotions are involved you cannot have emotions that will cost you money you will get them that's part of being human you have to control them that's rule number one rule number two is have a plan before you ever buy it if you're gonna buy it why how long are you gonna hang on to it when are you gonna take your profits why are you taking your profits if you're not taking your profits what's gonna happen what's part of your plan to say I'm done this is too much I got to stop all that needs to be thought about before you ever buy it. You don't just buy it because you like some guy who talks about it. That's a horrible idea, especially where this may go on YouTube. You don't go listen to those guys and say, "Y'all, yeah, oh, definitely. This is definitely what I should do because he said so. That's terrible. <laughs> Why would you do that? I'm just some dude on the Internet. Go look at the data and make your own decision. Don't listen to me. Right. I'm, I'm nobody important. Um, yep. you got to have that plan. Rule number three, what's your backup plan? Because there's not a single serious investor in the world that ever buys something without a backup plan. If you buy it without a backup plan, you are gambling at best. And we shouldn't gamble with our investment money. That's a big no-no. Gambling is not cool. We don't want to gamble with investment money. You gamble with house money, not investment money. All right? So what's your backup plan? When are you going to stop? When are you going to walk away? At what point do all the signs flash in your eyes and say, Stop. You've done enough. You've hit a home run. Take your bases. Don't be a jerk. Don't flip your bat. Don't walk around the bases backwards like a jerk because they're going to hit you next time you get up to the plate, okay? They're going to throw at your head next time. So don't get cute. What's your backup plan? And the last one is all the last number four rule is take your profits. Always, always, always take your profits because it's very simple. I said it before. If you don't take your profits, I will take your profits for you. I don't want that. I want you to take profits with me. So we both get paid. Then we can both go to Vegas and hang out or Miami. We can go rent some cool cars, not buy them because we don't buy cool cars, we rent them. Um, th- you know, then we can have fun. Otherwise, you're gonna get burned and you're gonna be stuck, as the kids call it, holding the so bag. So wh- uh, what
0: do you do when, uh, say, a position goes against you, right? Like, um, you know, it doubles in value, take your initial off the table, but let's say the other circumstance happens where you know, your $100 turns into 75. Or, you know it's starting to drop mm-hmm. what do you do then well, at what point do you sell
1: okay good question so typically I base my stop losses on the chart I find the recent low so let's say it was a dollar it went up to a dollar ten and come back down to a dollar five that's the new recent low a dollar five I buy it goes up to a dollar seven my stop loss is gonna be right underneath that recent low of a dollar four I'm willing to risk it till a dollar four if it breaks that low I'm typically going to stop. I like to have a good risk reward ratio of two to one or three to one. So I'm going to risk two. I'm going to risk one to make three. I'm going to risk one to make two at least. Right. I want that at least. Uh, And I'm going to base that on dollars. So I risk a dollar to make two dollars. Right. If I can't get that, I'm probably not going to take the trade because it's not worth it because there's better ones somewhere else. And I'm going to set a stop loss of roughly 10 percent most of the time. But if that recent low is lower than that then I have to risk a little bit more. You have to risk it to make it. That's just the way it is. Sometimes you're going to get negative trades. It's just the way it is. Um, I don't win every trade, by the way. I'm a professional trader, and I don't win every trade. Do you hear me? You're not (laughs) going to win every time. I am not perfect. I will lose sometimes. Losing is part of the game. You don't have data points on winning unless you lose. Okay? You have to have both. It's yin-yang. You can't just win. You made an interesting point about Moneyball. A great example of that that people don't know about is football with the Seahawks. I'm not a Seahawks fan. I'm a Panthers fan. I can't stand the Seahawks. However, the general manager did Moneyball to build that team. What did he do? He went and drafted athletes and athletes that weren't necessarily the best at their position yet, but they were athletically inclined. And he knew, I can teach you how to catch. I can't teach you how to run a 40 and 4-2. I can't teach you how to jump 50 inches, but I can teach you how to tackle, right? he did this and everybody said, Oh, well they got lucky. They got lucky. No, they didn't. They were smarter than everybody else. They did TA when everybody else was hodling and they roasted everybody for years and they kept doing it and they're still doing it to this day. Geno Smith, who thought Geno Smith was going to come out and be a pro bowler. Oh, the guy who's doing TA did. And I'm like, okay, this is all life. This isn't just charts. This is all of life. We're doing TA in all of life. And, uh, I've started to apply that to my real life and it's amazing it's it's kind of weird seeing ta play out in real life too you know what i mean
0: (laughs) yeah i mean this is this is all so good and definitely something people in the crypto space need to hear more of because um you know too many people do base their decisions off of uh, a youtuber or a twitter post or because they like a logo or because it's called AI crypto chat gbt token Elon Musk you know what i mean like th- th- those aren't rational decision mm-hmm. those aren't rational ways to-, to make a decision about an investment and <clears throat> if more people would do what you're doing uh, which is look at the de- look at the raw data look at the data behind what you're buying they would not only not lose a lot of money like they they have been but they would they would make a lot more money and so um, i think i think that's a-, a place that the crypto space especially needs to go and we need to kind of um mature uh, quite a bit as traders or investors in the space um because you know if, honestly if we were able to mature more these ponzi's and these these uh, garbage projects wouldn't have any breath to, to breathe in the market they wouldn't have yeah they wouldn't you be raising it. 10 million dollars 50 million dollars uh because they named themselves um after you know a, a popular trend in, in the real world and so um yeah Mm -hmm. i mean this is really useful and helpful to to kind of raise up the whole industry and um i am i am really passionate about the crypto space i think for for uh people and the the, you know the world that having an open financial system um like crypto is going to be a net positive for humanity i think governments just are uh not great innovators and they um they are not very good at handling money except for in their own interest and so um (laughs)
1: <laughs> Bro, you got it exactly right. Why would anybody trust the government with a single yes. dollar? A dollar. I don't give them a not even a dollar. Why would I give you any more than that? You're gonna give it to somebody who don't need it or yep. you're gonna blow exactly.
0: it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> <I, laughs>
1: why why would I do that? It's a yep. horrible idea. At the same time, you have to have those dollars in the real world to spend. I cannot go buy gasoline. What's exactly. Well, I have to convert Today, it to dollars first. See,
0: my, my, one of my theses is, is that Today. you know it's not going to be the U.S. You're right. The U.S. is not going to give up their power. But imagine uh, countries like Venezuela or like these countries that have really, really bad financial systems. That like... Yeah, El those Salvador. things are going to collapse. And when they do, are they going to restart using their own? Or you know, maybe at that point, the crypto space is matured enough that it really is a good enough financial system for a government to adopt. And they plug into an open financial system. And the reason I think that that's beneficial is as a nation, your financial system kind of dictates, um, it's kind of like uh, your, your soil. If, you're, if, you're, if your people are plants, mm-hmm. that's the soil that they grow up in. And if you grow a really good crop, if you grow innovation and strong business, businesses and uh, a strong economy, your entire country prospers. And so I think over time, it it is kind of Absolutely. survival of the fittest. You'll see these countries that adopt a better financial system that allows more prosperity in their country. And then they become a stronger world power. And the legacy countries who choose to not do that, they're going to fall behind. It's kind of like saying, hey, we're not going to adopt the Internet uh, because we don't like people having free information. And, you know, your all your people fall behind. <laughs> um, I think that's what's going to happen with crypto eventually. At least that's, that's one of my beliefs. I do have one last question. If people want to learn more and they want to follow you, where should they go? So,
1: um. I've got a Discord. It's called 786 Assassins. Um, Why? Well, that's a Fibonacci number. 786 is a Fibonacci number. That happens to be exactly where XRP stopped in the last bull market. 786. Um, That's partially why our name is what our name is. Um, And it sounds cool. So, uh, 786 Assassins. That's our Discord. It's free for general people. You can pay $8 a month to be part of our group. We share information together nonstop. $8 filters out the idiots. That's why it's $8. Um, It takes out the... Craziness of the space and kind of creates an adult space where we can all get together and do this together uh, It was 16 we reduced it all the way down to 8 and we're gonna keep it that way until the next bull market uh, This will give people a cheap way to get in and learn without having a bunch of noise um, That's on our discord 787 86 unlimited.com is my website where the discord is the YouTube channel is YouTube's TA with Keith lay um, I'm live every Thursday and I do update videos on Monday Wednesday Friday To get market updates or whatever I happen to be looking at and then live streams for a solid hour on Thursday nights at 11 p.m. Uh, I do that because I have kids so (laughs) I can't live stream in regular time so I do it late Um, also I'm on Twitter Carolina Keith underscore one Uh, I put everything on Twitter after it goes on the discord it goes on the discord first and we talk about it plus the beautiful thing about our discord is a bunch of people with a bunch of information and more data and that data helps us make more money we see it there we talk about it we share it out for everyone else to see that brings more people into the discord we all get bigger and smarter together um there are no wrong opinions in our discord we like anyone to speak their mind no one will be kicked out for that we don't kick anyone out except scammers um we've only ever removed one person from our discord one and that's because he hated me saying things bad about zombie nodes all right, so <laughs> he got really upset and started acting like a five-year-old, so he had to be removed. Other than that, we've not kicked anybody else out of our Discord. Um, open, we're open to opinions and open to information. That's being an adult, having an adult conversation. Um, I want, like you just said, I want our space to mature. I love it. Uh, we had a lot of immaturity last time, and I want that to be fixed. This next time, it's gonna happen again. This next bull run, it's gonna happen. Everybody, be prepared for it. It's gonna get super immature at the end. And when you see that happening, you yep. got to know it's time to hit that hit that stop button about that time.
0: I agree. I agree. All right. Thank you so much for joining. As always, people remember investing and crypto is risky. You should always do your own research. Nothing we said here today is investment advice. And as always, stay steady, lads.